know that you go back in it, but I may not go back into it right then. They let people get cleaned up. We get this thing, it goes into the higher version. I will bless the Lord, his praise shall let it down, whatever. Okay, that's the bridge. Okay, but we may do that part before we go back into your verse. Let's just see how it feels when we get to doing it. Okay, I will bless the Lord. It starts with Denise, so you don't have to worry about it.
time, so she practiced going into that first. I will bless the Lord, His praise will always be. singing soprano and then we flipped (laughs) what I'm wondering is if she does this the first time and we sing that chorus in unison is it going to be hard for y'all to flip it and go down to alto or does she do want me to leave y'all in unison until we jump up Why don't we just leave it in unison until we flip? Because when we flip, you're going to stay the same. They're the ones that change parts, okay? But when she comes out of it that second time and we do, we live to glorify, then y'all go to alto. Is that okay? Is that easy enough to remember? That that coming out of her first verse, it's going to be unison, and it's going to be unison until y'all flip. Yes, Kylie? You mean, and then jump it back down to the course, or jump it back down to... 
because I wanted to say something about this unison thing. But yes, that thing is that that bridge is the punchline of the whole thing. Oh yes. I'll do it a bunch of times. Because for us it's easy. It's y'all that are up there screeching. <laughs> Let's sing it four times and then cut it off. No, we'll sing it probably several, several times, okay, uh, before we go into the aisle. Okay, now are we all clear on what's going on here? Out of her first verse, it's unison till we get ready to flip. But when she comes out of that verse the second time, we're going to sing alto. It sounds really, really, Okay, okay. Uh, oh my word, let's try that power in the name of Jesus song, okay, because this has been forever. This is the one, Brother Darren, that we don't know the words on. This is that power in the name of Jesus one.
you, Brother Darren. That was good. But be sure and remember that we don't know the words to that bridge. So be sure and switch it. Like when we're starting into that something about something remaining. You'll switch it on that last line because we don't know. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, that was absolutely gorgeous. Beautiful. Okay, now our very last song about what mercy did for me. Thank God for mercy. Thank God for a merciful God. Okay, which one of y'all sing this one? Jesus, you wash my sins away. 
the congregation so do you want me to give the signs yeah that's not peace be with you my friends that's the second verse (laughs) peace be with you my friends okay were you given were were you given the signs came and set me free Okay, what do you do for a course then? Be Teach me. them mercy. Yeah, this is a this is a lowercase thing. We need an uppercase thing. We don't know. Okay. Okay, so are you going are you gonna give us that? Let's see if I'm giving oh, signs. I give them on the back, but if you're giving them to him, I have to give them on the front. But if you're giving them, it'll hopefully be forgiven. Do you want to give them? 
Do you want me to give your sign? I can't hear. There's a lot of noise going on behind me. I can't hear. I'm always watching her. Okay, watch Because you're Tyler. showing them. Yes, I give my signs in you the back. You show them and I'll watch her. Okay, did you hear that? I'm giving the signs to them and you give them to him. Okay. Okay, y'all are absolutely fabulous. So let's let's pray over this deal today.
this morning I read a scripture that said, Know you not that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you. When I read that, I thought, what an honor that, the, that I am considered a temple of God and that His Spirit wants to dwell in me. That is such a beautiful thing. Then it says that we need to stir up that gift of God that is in us. Stir up that spirit. So I would like us this morning as we stand to get ready to worship, to place a worthy sacrifice upon the altar because I know the fire of heaven wants to fall this morning. It wants to consume anything that is a detriment to your salvation and your entrance into heaven. But we have to place something on that altar. It's kind of like a lot of you have grills in your backyard. But you know that grill is not much good unless you put something on it to cook. That's the way it is this morning. There's an altar. Our altar. Each of us have an altar. And we need to place something this morning on that altar that the fire of heaven can come down and consume. Can we worship Him? Oh, we bless Your name. How excellent is Your name in all the earth. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, we bless Your name. Oh, every praise is to our God. Every praise is to our God. Every word of worship with one accord.
turn to your neighbor and say, don't get comfortable. Ready to make some announcements. Who's excited that we have a church, that we have things going on? Amen. So we have, coming up, we have our Move the Missions offering. If you have been in the foyer in this entrance on this side, you may have seen a bright colored board that is on this wall next to the entrance of the children's church. Who has seen it yet? Who's going to go see it now? There we go. And so it is a, um, this is the beginning of our fundraiser for Move the Mission. If you do not know what Move the Mission is, it used to be called Sheaves for Christ. And so it's a offering, it's a ministry that goes, and I'll read a little bit about it so you can kind of know what Move the Mission is, but you know, formerly known as Sheaves for Christ, it is the fundraising ministry of the United Pentecostal Church Youth Ministries. Uh, Since its inception in 1953, over $134 million has been raised to fund different missions and ministries around the world, and that is missionaries getting vehicles that they need to carry the gospel, that is North American missionaries getting a building so they could share the truth and they can have a church building, that is getting a child a place to be able to stay in Tupelo Children's Mansion. And also 40% of it often stays in our district, is able to further the North Texas district. So everything given to move the mission furthers the kingdom of God. It's something that we can all rally behind and we can all do. And so what this fundraiser is, it's super, super easy and it's cute. It's really cute out there. My wife, my wife made it. So it's really cute. It's, uh, it's this board and it's got numbers one through 100. And all you have to do is grab a little square and say whatever number is on this square, you can just close your eyes and reach towards the bottom and grab and say, this is what I am giving. This We have set some tithing envelopes right there next to the board so you can get the square, put it in the envelope and put that amount of money that delegates to whatever number it is. Does that make sense? And so it's great, it's easy, it's fun, and we are able to do it. And I want, I believe that we can all clear out that entire board. I believe we can do it, not just because of our church, but because we are moving the mission. We are moving God's word forward, and I believe we can do that as a church, and I thank you in advance for our participation. And we also have coming up, we have the uh, memorial service for Carl Pinson. That is going to be Tuesday at 1 o'clock here at the church, and we'll be uh, serving the family a meal in the Life Center at 1130. This Wednesday night, we're going to be having missionary... uh, Brother Sedra from Egypt at 7 p.m. That's something you do not want to miss. Also, our Oasis meeting is on the 20th. And um, our Ladies United Fellowship is going to be on the 23rd of this month. We are excited about that. We also have tonight. Yes. situation in prison they put him in prison and in prison there were bugs and things that ate most of his nose off went down to the water one day and God totally restored his nose and face back to its normal capacity we're looking forward to brother Cedra being we're excited about that and then tonight is going to be youth sunday we're excited 
excited for that. We're excited for the service. We're excited to worship. And I encourage everybody, even if you're not a youth, you'll feel like a youth when you worship with the young people. So I encourage everybody to come to support our young people and to worship with us. It's going to be a great move. That's tonight at 6 p.m. And I believe that is all. Because our children and teachers leave here at 1030 and go to their class, we want to do something special right now. We want to call, first of all, all of our teachers. If you're involved in our school system in any way, we want you to come forward right now. We want to have special prayer over all of you that are involved in the school system. And then behind the school teachers, if all of you students that are going to be returning will come forward as well. We want to have a special prayer over all of you. Plead the blood of Jesus on your life for protection and guidance in your lives. So if you will all come forward right now, we want to have a special prayer over all of you. We're thankful that we have precious people that want to be involved in our school system to influence the lives of of all of our children. What a beautiful group. Do you want to step forward a little bit? There's a lot of students coming up behind you. Oh, what a beautiful group of teachers and students. Wow. We want you to know that you're loved and that throughout this year, you're going to be in our prayers that God will protect you his spirit will guide you can all of you stand and let's have a special prayer right now for all of these in the name of Jesus we thank you God for our teachers that have dedicated them their lives to education of our students God we pray that you will be with them give them strength every day to be what they need to be and all of our precious children our precious teens, our precious young people that are in college. Oh, God, we plead your blood over their life. May they be protected. Pray their minds will be open to receive what they're taught and open to the Spirit of God that will guide and direct them. Oh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Oh, God, I pray that their lives will be bright lights to their friends at school, that the light of the Lord will show through their lives. Oh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. appreciate all of you so very, very, very much. He's the mender of the broken the healer of my soul He's the redeemer of all my yesterdays And I I will bless the name of the Lord 
the mender of the broken and he's the healer of the soul he's the redeemer of all my yesterdays and I will bless I will bless the name of the Lord the maker of the heavens, the oceans, and the skies, and all the earth rejoices, oh Lord, it's you, we glorify. today um and, and it's just because I, I'm so very understanding and just more aware every single day that I wouldn't be where I'm at without him and the fact of all of my I look back and all of my greatest accomplishments in life I am so very aware more so now than ever that it's completely impossible without him and it's so awesome, and I'm so grateful for it. We have a few needs we're going to take before the Lord here today. The Pinson family, Debbie Brin, Ralph Dove, Lucille McBattridge, Emma Chapman, Carla Clark, Virgil Freeland, Missy Miller and family, Faye Crow, Brooklyn Poole, Chaplain Steve Gibbs, Alan Hudson, Walton Andrea Irwin, T.W. Hush, 
Monica Helm, Mildredge and George Pratt, Brother Sister John Proctor, Linda Doit, Dennis Shannon, Sister Billy Bolton. By the way, I'd like to mention, I, I had word that Sister Billy Bolton and then also Brother Bob Bolton are here this morning, so it's so great to see both of y'all here. Amen. Hallelujah. Lois Weems, Billy and Vicki Trinata, Brother Sister Arlton Bristow, and Dustin Cope is in critical uh, care, and he's in Dallas Hospital, so please keep them in our prayers and the entire family. This past week, I was, I was privileged to get to go to uh, the beach with my family, my father's side, and it was, it was, a, it was a great time. And um, there, there was one night in particular where I was just, I was on our balcony and I was looking out over the ocean and I was, I was talking with my father and, and I, I like to get very not, not skeptical. I'm not crazy or anything, but I don't mind diving into the conspiracy theories at all. It, it intrigues me. It's not, it's not like it deters my faith or wavers me, so I don't mind it. But I, I was just thinking, I was like, I was like, Dad, do you really think, do you really think that um, the earth and our galaxy is infinite? And he was like, yeah, I do. He says, because in that, it's an analogy for God's love for us. He says, because that, it says he loves us as far as the east is from the west. And he said, so really the only thing that changes it is our faith. And so ever how far our faith can imagine that east or that west i don't know if that's right by the way so don't don't correct me on that i don't don't know my directions but he said so as far as your faith is and as grand as your faith is in the god that's how much he loves and cares for you and i'm like i'm almost in tears because y'all know the story with my father but i'm almost in tears because i'm like that's not where i was going with that question at all But it just made me think, and it just made me even more grateful for the moment of how much our God loves us. And and He is omnipresent. This is in some of His former notes as well. So this is Him speaking today. But in some of His notes, it says He's omnipresent, and He can be anywhere in the world, yet He chooses to reside in your heart. That's how much He loves us is he could be anywhere. He could do anything, but instead he says, I got the 99. I don't care about them. I'm coming after you. I understand the situation you're in. I understand the hell you're in. I understand the bondage your mind can't get free of. I understand it looks bleak right now. But let me tell you, as long as your faith is unwavering, He loves us as far as the east is from the west. And in my father's mind and in my mind, that's infinite. And so your faith is what limits your blessing and your love. So if you have any need here today, and if you feel you want to step in for any one of these names on this list or anyone else, please feel free. Our ministers will anoint you with oil. Jesus. Lord, your love for us is unmatched. Your passion for us is uncanny, God. 
It's undeserved, Lord. But Lord, we're grateful for it. And God, we understand that, Lord, we don't understand. God, thank you. Thank you so much for your love and for your mercy and for your grace that chases us down. In Jesus' name, I plead the blood over each and every single one of these needs because we know and we serve a God that can fulfill them. In Jesus' name, amen.
sacrifice. Amen. Lord, bless this offering today, Jesus. I pray that your hand would be over the givers, Jesus, and also the people that aren't able to give, God. I pray that you would continue to bless each and every one of us, God, according to your will. And Lord, I pray that you would bless us financially, spiritually, emotionally, physically. In Jesus' name. I plead that precious blood of Jesus over each and every single one of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. The day was hopeless, I knew I was lost. 
Wait. 
watching you all week he has heard your desires his audible ability is phenomenal Bible said he knows what you have need of before you ever ask meaning simply that he sees what you're facing before you realize what you're having to face that is the omniscience and the omnipresence of the God we're talking about. We're not talking about joining a local assembly. We're talking about walking in the light as we are in the light. And then we have fellowship in a local assembly and we assemble ourselves together so that we develop a rhythm, a unity, that will absolutely destroy the barriers and remove the hindrances from our life. And so it's a body. It's just like your finger and your toe. If they don't work in sync, you don't get the results necessary. So when your hand or your foot is in trouble, The rest of your body helps your other inclement or weaker parts. And we all experience all of the above. There are moments we get weak. And that's why it's so essential to be together because somebody's going to hug your neck and you're going to think, have they heard? (laughs) They probably did. They probably just noticed that you weren't at your highest level and they wanted you to know they care that's the unique part of the body and so that's why I tell you we go to the house of God we are the church somehow the enemy got us to say and I'm going to church no you are the church you are the body of Christ and if you say I'm going to the house of God you're probably thinking I'm going to get food And I'm going to get washed. I'm going to wash away all the fears, the doubts, the inhibitions of a whole week of having to fool with the enemy. And so I'm going to get washed. And so what a thrill it is to get together in heavenly places. And if you'll read the potter's house, that's what the house of God is more like. It's the place where cleansing, healing, and victory occurs as we acclimatize ourselves to the fellowship of his suffering and to the victory that he experienced for us. 
So when he, you say he's the head of the church, he is the thought patterns that moves the instruments called the people of God. And thus this city is going to feel the impact of your care because he cares, your power because he empowers. And so all of these lessons and all of these things work together the Bible says line upon line, precept upon precept. I can tell you from the Bible all the way up to Paris, Texas, no preacher is perfect. We've got a perfect God, and as we follow him, we all begin to sense a little more perfection. But having been a pastor, what I know is he puts pastors through what the people are going to go through. And thus, as he empowers them to overcome that, that man then believes that God will overcome it in everybody that goes in his ministry. It's huge. So, uh, do we have a lesson? Is God on control? Oh. Choose you this day. And somebody say the life master. All right, uh, let's go ahead and get all three of these things up here. Because at the end of the service, you're going to see this slide again. At the end of my ministry this morning, you're going to see this slide again. I want you to see this because the tabernacle plan was a extremely phenomenal part of the entire Old Testament. And, of course... The, it was built according to the plan of God, again, in lieu of the fact that Jesus would come and fulfill the tabernacle plan in his own life. And so the New Testament reveals life in the flesh. The Old Testament reveals life according to the law of life. And so it's, it's, it's all synonymous. It, it, the Bible says it was types and shadows of things to come, meaning that God would follow up on the physical and make it a spiritual experience. So the uh, altar on the left is in the courtyard, and it's right past the gate. When you walked into the gate, of the courtyard, you had a brazen altar, and that brazen altar was where you brought your sacrifice. That's what we do in the worship service, and aren't you thankful for singers and musicians that lead us into his courts? And, and that's, a, that's a very important part because what happens is it starts focusing you toward that final place where we call the mercy seat. And that is phenomenal. So you may want to read that because it is really phenomenal. And so when you see the worship and the singing, that is our sacrifice. The Bible says, offer to God the sacrifice of your praise. You don't wait till you feel it to praise Him. Because it's your faith in the word, that if I praise him, he will embrace me. 
But that is important and huge. So then, once you have put your flesh on the altar, or in this case, in the Old Testament, it was a sacrifice, then the gateway, and I, I just put three of the f seven appointments in the altar, I mean in the uh, tabernacle uh, up here. Right past that first altar was the gateway into the courtyard or the court of the tabernacle. On your right was a table of uh, uh, was the golden lamp sta stands, and on the left was a table of showbread. And so when you walked in, the bread, the ministry, and the worship, the light, all starts working together. The candlesticks furnish the light or the inspiration for the word, and that became the bread. So when you read the word of God and receive it, the critical part, you can put bread in your counter, on the counter, you can toast it, you can french fry it, however you want to do it. But if you don't eat it, it's not going to do anything for you. So the word, the bread, is very important to have the preaching of the word because it's the bread that furnishes the energy or the strength. And so then you, the golden candlesticks, of course, is the light that makes the bread work or the spirit make the, the word work. And then you get down to this next one down here where it, uh, that they're offering this, uh, the middle one, the big one. That's what we've just been doing. That is where we begin to praise him for the privilege of the bread and the light. And then we walk into that area just before the big curtain. And in that was that big curtain was called the veil. Well, the Bible said his flesh was the veil. So what happens is, is we begin to praise the Lord and we approach with clean hands and a clean heart. Then we walk up to that worship area. And that was where the work of the apothecarian did his work. He would go out and look at root systems Root systems is the creative energy for whatever system it's root for. And so those roots had in them a fragrance or an ability, and the apothecarian would bring in oil out of those roots and put it there, and that was the entry behind the veil. The veil was your flesh and the flesh of God. And so the veil was rent in twain when he was on the cross, and thus we have boldness to enter in to the holiest of holy. That's where spiritual revival takes place. That's where men and women come to the altar and they are baptized in the name of Jesus and they are filled with the Holy Ghost and they rise to walk in the newness of life. These are huge things. That entire Old Testament, I mean, I'm just giving you like a scratch-off surface of what really the Old Testament is. It was a type and a shadow of good things to come, the Bible said. And so now we're living in the good times where whosoever will 
can walk into the house of God where the Word of God is being preached and repent of their sins and be baptized in the name of Jesus and be filled with the Spirit of Jesus to walk out of that temple and know that all things are possible and nothing shall be impossible. And that is a phenomenon. And so at the end of the service today, we're going to have what we call an altar call. If you haven't yet walked through the veil, been baptized in Jesus' name, and filled with the Holy Ghost, we're going to have an altar call for that. But the second part of the altar call is for men and women who walk down to the front and offer a sacrifice on the altar. And and you can do it at your chair, but sometimes it just makes us feel real, complete, when we literally engage ourselves in something besides a little routine. I don't want to lift up my hands just because it's Pentecostal. I want to lift up my hands because he's looking. I don't want to offer him fictitious praise because he is a God that's thoroughly aware of whether it's a fake or whether we're just doing Pentecostal exercises or whether we're praising him from the deep of our soul to the glory of his passion and power until we understand that he's going home with somebody and he's going to walk through the door with somebody. He said, I will engage whatever you level off with and engage with me. I will remunerate twofold. So whatever you give him, you'll get twice as much of what you gave. So this is just a prelude. You'll see this, uh, this slide again, and you'll know that's time to gather around the front, and let's have a great time. I don't know why we rush, because the bread of life is a whole lot more important than gumbo. All right. So life. Somebody say life. What's happening in our society? Are the flames of hell already engulfing some of our closest friends? What's happening to the life, the joy, the peace, and the righteousness? Those righteousness, peace, and joy are kingdom powers that give kingdom freedom. That's why I said, let this be in you which was in Christ Jesus. That being filled with the Holy Ghost is not just some like, No, it's a need. It is a real need because Christ in you, the Bible said, is the hope of glory. I don't want to wait till the little bit beyond the graveyard to see if I get any glory. I want to be touching glory way before I get that far in life. But then I'll know if I die in the faith, I will live in the glory of the Lord forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And it won't stop. And it will be joy unspeakable and I won't get old. All right. So how precious is our now and forever? What does your now mean? And what does your forever mean? That is the challenge and the responsibility of a preacher of the gospel is to help us look into the word which the Bible said is a mirror. You don't want to angle the mirror and look over at the crowd. 
Is he preaching to them? You can turn a mirror however you want to. You can look at it for yourself or you can look at somebody else. Oh, yeah, I see who he's preaching to. <laughs> you. I didn't come to preach to your person sitting on your left or your right. I came to preach to you. Somebody said, let me ask you this. How many of you go to the doctor for your wife or husband? I see a lot of people seemingly do that at church. They go hear the preacher so they hope that their wife or husband get in on it. Maybe their kids. And sometimes their parents. No, no, no. Preaching is directly to you. I had to make that decision years ago when people said, Preacher, you, you, you absolutely just drew my picture and put it in front of the whole crowd. I said, you think they can't see? They already knew who you were before I started preaching. They wanted to know what you were going to do with what I preached. How many years it took me to get there? So, the wise man Solomon and the book of Proverbs, hear, ye children, the instruction of a father and attend to know understanding. You can know something and not understand it, but you won't understand it till you obey it. Understanding comes from practicing English. Are practicing putting gas in your tank. Are practicing letting the word cleanse your mind and your heart so that the impurities of lying to yourself. I don't need God. Lying to yourself, thinking that you can lie to others and deceive others because that you can deceive yourself. I don't have any needs. Let me tell you, God knows what you have need of before you ask. He already has in the bread, the word, all that you need. So he said, study to show yourself approved. And that whole tabernacle plan was that you got to come through the big gate, which was uh, 30 or 60 feet long. I hadn't hadn't studied all of it yet. I mean, in a while. And so when you get to that first altar, you bring your gift to the church, the house of God, the place where the bread is coming. And that's why we have prayer rooms prior to church service so that people can come in to pray prior to and do their visiting on the phone and on technology. Now, when you get into the place of praise in the worship center, That's when you congratulate each other on their spiritual growth. You don't catch up on all the stories of what's happened all the week and get them all plagued with your pitiful problems so that they go through church wondering while the preacher's trying to get their needs met. I know this is tough. I'm here to tell you it's going to be tougher to miss the boat. 
I'm telling you, it's going to be tougher to let your faith get wandering off somewhere else. This is the need of the hour that we are in sync with the one who owns the hour. We are in sync with the one who gives you your next breath. We are in sync with the management program of all the angels that are going to lead and guide us through this world by the word and the spirit and the blood of cleansing. And ladies and gentlemen, it's not about do I like the preacher or do I like the church building it's do I love truth so I give good doctrine he said and forsake not my law I was my father's son tender only beloved in sight of my mother he taught me also and said unto me let thine heart retain my words keep my commandments. Keep my commandments. He reduced the ten to two. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. And now would you look at your neighbor. I don't care if you like them or don't like them. Just look at your neighbor and know this. And love your neighbor as yourself. When you get home, look across the fence and know that loving your neighbor is part of the alignment with perfect peace, perfect joy, perfect righteousness, and a home in glory. Ladies and gentlemen, it is not hard to realize it. It's just hard to practice it because this flesh gets in your way every day and makes you want to hate at least two people. The ones that pull out in front of you and you didn't have time to honk the horn or cuss. I mean, uh, anything else? He said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And I'm still practicing on some of that, so don't guard me, I mean, grade me too harshly. Because I still got a little of this flesh stuff going. He taught me also and said, let thine heart retain my words. And then I boldface keep my commandments and live. How many of you know real quickly the two main commandments of the whole Bible? He he narrowed the ten down to two. So some of us that are simple could get it. All right. Somebody tell me the first one. With all thy what? That means your actions. Your strength. How many of you have ever had anybody look at you? To say, I love you. <clears throat> actions are louder than words. Y'all make preaching worth it. Get wisdom. How many of you understand what wisdom is? Wisdom is not quoting the word. Wisdom is understanding what the word does when you practice it. You become wise because when you practice truth, 
you find freedom and you look back and you say, how did it happen? I obeyed the word. And now I know, and that's where understanding comes from, is because I, I hear people all the time, oh, my God, I just don't understand that scripture. Practice it and watch what happens. That's why it's by faith are you saved through grace and that not of yourselves. Because I don't care how many times you talk in tongues. If you don't practice truth, you're not going to find the freedom that belongs to the word. That's why I said, though I speak with tongues more than you all and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing and I am nothing. I don't want to be reduced back to a zero. I live there way too long. And I don't want any of you living there. Empty lives, empty heart. Don't just just flow with the wind. Whatever happens, then that, that dictates if I get a, a good day or a bad day. No, no, no. He dictates that. You can have a bad day in prison. Ask Paul. You can have a bad day in the, the courts of the kingdom. Ask some of those writers in the Old Testament. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not about belonging to a local assembly. It's about following Jesus, and you don't want a preacher that don't lead you into more deep truths. So forsake her not. She shall what? Shall what? From day to day, from hour to hour, or from trial to trial. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trials because I've already got an anecdote for the trials. I've already got a healing for the trial. I've already got wisdom for the trial. I will, uh, And all that's going to happen to you is when you find yourself facing another step in life, you're going to find yourself climbing by faith into the riches of his inheritance. And the first thing you know, you're going to be looking down on history instead of looking around at your history and saying, thank Thank you, God, for lifting me out of sin. Thank you for lifting me into the courts of freedom and glory and victory and power. Ladies and gentlemen, again, it's not about what you go to. It's about what you get. I've seen some of the nastiest stores furnish some of the greatest bread. Got things all over the floor got scratch marks and dirt and somebody walks into the house of God and sees a, a, a Kleenex out of place and oh wait to look at their life if you can find one in this house you can be sure somebody's been serving some bread there are a lot of people out there that's had a lot of money, but they got rid of it because they spent their life pitifully. Ladies and gentlemen, you may have a wealth of money and you may have a wealth of of prestige but I'm going to tell you trouble is with you always the Bible said I'm hoping he's not in the trouble they're trying to predict he's in 
not because I really favor him. I'm just telling you, I don't want anybody suffering hell any more than they have to. I don't care where they are. I've already touched enough hell, been touched by enough hell. I don't want any more of it, and I sure don't want you going through it when you don't have to. Turn to Jesus, and he is the rock of ages. That's a foundation that is sure, and no weapon against it is formed that can prosper. You hide yourself under the blood, and the weapons of sin and doubt and fear and all of that other junk will keep you in the day of trouble, the Bible said. I'm not talking about joining Pentecostalism. I'm talking about joining a people that love God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, and they rejoice in the opportunity, and they rejoice in the success of it. So exalt her, and she shall promote thee. The only way you're ever going to really get wisdom is practice truth. The more truth you practice, the wiser you're going to be able to be to have job situations that are favorable. You're going to have homes that are favorable. And you're going to have relationships that are favorable. And I can tell you there's nothing greater than good friends that live holy and live godly and live in the fear of the Lord and are walking toward the holy city every day they live. Jesus. Full. Somebody say full. Let me just tell you the flip side of that. In him, there was no sin. Full of grace and truth. Grace is an unmerited favor for you to be taught as a rank sinner how to live like Jesus Christ. The carnal mind is enmity with God, is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. And a person that don't have the Holy Ghost and don't study the Word cannot give you the definition of grace that is complete. I don't care how many colleges they go to. If they can't go to the heavens and find what the Word of God is saying because the Spirit of truth is the thing that makes you free. So grace, watch what the Scripture said. The grace of God hath appeared unto all men Somebody say, teaching them. Teaching them the word. You shall know the truth, the word. And the truth shall make you free. I'm telling you, there may be several postgraduate people here today, but I'm telling you, you didn't have to go that far to find salvation. You didn't have to go that far to find mercy. You didn't have to go that far to find the glory. You didn't have have to go that far to get your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. All you had to do was know He has never lied. He can't lie. He is perfect in all of His ways, and His ways are past finding out. Your carnal brain cannot inhibit, inhabit the glory of the Lord till you're born again of the water and the spirit and then the spirit inside you becomes an ear for the other ear or the voice and your inner ear the spirit inside you receives the truth and the truth sets you free and thus you can get over all your troubles and you can find yourself falling and you can find yourself getting up again and you can find yourself falling again and you can get up again because greater is he that is for you 
than he that is against you. He's not trying. The longer you're married, the more areas of wisdom you're going to need. He said, I'm going to tell you, if you fall, just confess you fail. Just understand you fail. And just turn back to Jesus, and he will restore your joy. He will restore your peace. He will restore your glory. But you got to confess it. You can't get rid of it till you confess it. Because you'll try to hide it in some corner of your mind so you think people, and that's what pride does. Pride hides some of that stuff that you think you're hiding, and what they really find out is that you can't present the love of God, the hope of God, and the glory of God because you got a blockage. You understand enough about coronary deals to understand when you get a blockage in the blood, You might want to call pastor. I'm in the doctor. I know the thought occurs. Call a brother or sister, but and sure enough, they'll they'll have it all over the town that I'm dying. Don't worry about that. You're not dying till he says it's okay. Okay. John one fourteen. The word was made flesh. The word didn't start on earth. The Word was already in place. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So John 3 and 2, the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, We know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. So Titus comes along, and over in the latter part of the New Testament, not purloining, but showing all good fidelity that they may adorn the doctrine. Doctrine is just simply the teachings. You don't have to go to college to understand what doctrine is and and a doctrine cannot be established except the bible said in the mouth of two or three witnesses it can be a good way of doing something but it's not a doctrine until you have two or three witnesses that is huge and so thus being baptized in the name of jesus being filled with the holy ghost repenting of your sins Walking in righteousness and holiness, that is numbered several times. So it's not only a doctrine, it is highlighted by many credentials of the Word of God. So the grace of God or the teaching of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us. That denying ungodliness and worldly lust. How many liars do we have here today?
I promise you, I am here for one reason, and that's to stir up your life, your mind, your spirit, to look into the mirror and sense and see. Bible calls the preaching of the Word and the Word of God a mirror in which you look into it and see. A little charcoal or something there. Well, I must have went cleaning out the fireplace. Must have. Oh, yeah. This suit must, I must have had it laying on the floor instead of on a rack. It's wrinkled. So he said, I'm going to straighten all that up for you. My spirit is going to renew your mind, and your mind is going to be effectively leading the members of your body to do coordinate things that please the Father or the source of life. So, looking always. Somebody say, look up. That's it, looking up. Looking unto Jesus, the author. That's why he rose from the dead. He could have just disappeared. But he made a rising deal because he wanted you to look up and see. He left Bethany, and that's in the Luke, the 24th chapter. He left Bethany and went up to the top of the mountain, and 500 people saw him go, and only 120 obeyed him. After watching him, you still get a solemn picture of the sowing of the seed, 25% good ground. And that is what the United Pentecostal Church of Paris with Pastor Meyer is trying to do, and that's upgrade the spiritual economy until we get a harvest that is greater than 25% of the people walking past this church, coming into this church. We are looking for a harvest that is going to fill every marketplace with the five, nine fruit of the Spirit and the wisdoms of God and the righteousness of God until demons live literally flee when they see men and women walking toward this facility and they understand what's going to happen here. They're going to be renewed in life. Their minds are going to be renewed. Their hearts are going to be clean. And they're going to dance and shout because they are free. And he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. We're not here to count heads. We're here to count the times. Let's take a praise break. If you want to stand and praise him, this is an awesome time to do it. If you want the Holy Ghost, you can get it while we're praising him. Woo! Halabahanda yalabahaya. Hallelujah. Why don't you just turn loose in the Holy Ghost here for a minute? Those of you that have a spirit of travail for your neighbor, for your city, for your counselors, for your leaders. Oh, hallelujah. If it's where you can, I want you to pray for your neighbor. The Bible said if one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand to flight. I want us to send some spirits out of our city today. I want us to pray a prayer of faith for every church, every preacher, everybody in this city. We're bringing the blood of Jesus, the Word of God. That's it. 
That's it. I plead the blood of Jesus over every home. I plead the blood of Jesus over every preacher in this county. I plead the blood of Jesus over every owner of a business. I plead the blood of Jesus over all the workers in the business. I plead the blood over this entire county. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody just got some help. I want you to praise him for the help. Just the inspiration. All you might have got was a little inspiration. But this is the time to praise him. And and we're fixing to bring as many as can comfortably around the front here. But you may see just another minute if you will. And let's look here. Should we look at the real picture? Can we look at the pathos that's going on in our school system, in our government? Did you understand for the first time that Donald Trump's home was invaded in Florida? He said evil men shall wax worse and worse. I'm not taking up for Mr. Trump. I'm just telling you there's enough dead bones somewhere to lead men and women to go traipsing in and try to grab stuff. And never before has that happened in the history of the USA. When you hear the Bible say trouble is with you always, it starts in the political system and bleeds down to every worker and it bleeds down to the finances and that tragedy, that puts a travesty in the economy of the world. And ladies and gentlemen, the only hope right now is the blood of Jesus, the power of the Word, the power of the Holy Ghost. And I'm not preaching for Pentecostalism. I'm preaching for freedom. I'm preaching for glory. I'm preaching for victory. I'm preaching for the love of God to do its work. Look at Luke. There went great multitudes with him. And he turned and said, If any man Don't care where you've been. Don't care what you did. Don't care how many times you turned him down. If any man. Somebody say any man. Will be my disciple. Do you you know what it means to be a disciple? See if you can get Richard to practice it. any man will take up his cross and follow me I know it's going to be hard for you to play Jesus right now being married and all that's that tough no you don't look at him lead anybody else want to go with him what about you sir yeah no don't look around He's calling you. You're going to be a leader. Look at this. And the first thing you know, you're going to see a whole bunch of people because they like all three of these guys because all three of them try to practice God.
There's a whole world out there looking for some leaders. This man knows where he's going. He's not timid. He's not backward about his commitment. He may wind up over here coming up on the platform and leading these people to an anointing that's fresh and wonderful and more glorious than ever. I wouldn't care if this place broke into a Holy Ghost revival right now. There's something happening and the need of the hour is followers. Come here, If you hadn't talked in tongues, I encourage you to be renewed in the Holy Ghost today. I encourage you. I don't have to finish teaching this lesson. I don't have to quit preaching. I might not quit preaching anymore. I'm here to tell you there's a revival bursting loose in this house that's going to burst loose in this county. And this county is going to have fire that's going to spread. Praise Him as you go. We used to have these victory marches. And man, I'm telling you, clap their hands and lift their hands. I wouldn't care if everybody joined it for about three minutes. I'm here to tell you today, Jesus Christ is calling out of this world a bride, a people, a people that love Him. Do whatever you want to do right now. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, join some of them down here. If you need a renewal of the Holy Ghost, receive it where you are. If you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus, talk to one of our ushers. They'll help you. That's it. That's it.
And all I can say is holy, holy. 